genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the soon-to-be daily podcast where we will analyze and celebrate Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez, assistant manager. And today uh, we are discussing Ends, the seventh episode of Spaced Series 1. And we are just uh, Nick and I today. No, yeah. no, no guess. I, I thought it would be uh, cool to do the, the finales of each series. Um, just Nick and I, so I'm, what do you just right off the bat? So the name no. of this episode is called ends. Yep. The series finale is called leaves, right? Not to get, not to talk about the finale at all though, but I don't know. I you guess something two, about 207, is, right? 207. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess something about me just is like, well, ends is just such a great title for a finale. I guess I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. do, do you think Leaves is an appropriate title for that episode? Mm, I don't remember entirely. I know that Daisy threatens to leave Leaves. Well, because mm-hmm. like each each uh, like series one is beginnings and ends. And oh. then series two is back and leaves. Okay. Okay. Cool. I I I I didn't see that thread. That's cool. Yeah. So I think it's 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 just like series by series. I don't think they were taking um you know the the television show as a as a, in its entirety when they were into mm-hmm. consideration when they were naming uh the episodes, um. But uh, but yeah, so that's I mean, it's it's I think it's mostly called ends just because the first episode is called beginnings because there's not really anything ending in this. Yeah, it, 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 it's, just, it's the end. It's almost, it's almost like looking at it as a physical object. It's like beginning ends. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so uh, ends ends, I think, is an interesting episode because um, it. It doesn't have a gimmick. Right. It's it's really just an episode about these characters. Uh and there's certainly, you know, references and things like that in it, but it's not it yeah, there's no sort of like overarching, you know, you've got uh, you know, the 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 rave episode and the heist episode and the uh mm-hmm. the, the art episode yeah the zombie episode or the um paintball episode or the uh house party episode <laughs> house wearing party yeah. episode like you know like each one has sort of has like a gimmick and this one doesn't have one um which at first glance i think because you, you you've gotten so used to having the gimmick that it almost feels unfocused in the way that episodes of community that don't have a gimmick can sometimes feel kind right, of unfocused. Where right. Where it's just about when it becomes just a sitcom, so to speak. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Cause like, it, it's funny. Cause I, I was at first, my, my immediate response to you mentioning community is yes, but there are episodes where it's just the characters talking, but even the ones where it's just the characters talking, the best ones do tend to have, like I think about like remedial chaos theory mm-hmm. or, or the one where Annie's pen gets stolen, mm-hmm. or and the um, uh, the the my dinner with Abed yes, episode. Yeah, 
and um, and those yeah. are so and the g what's genius about that show is and those episodes in particular are how is how it does have a, a theme and a focus and a, a quote a gimmick i guess if you want to be unkind but right those do so much i mean I I, I I i i go back to those episodes mentally because of what we learned about those characters yeah Absolutely. I think about like I think about like uh, uh, Troy offering uh, Gillian Jacobs a, a cigarette, but it's like a, a candy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I but I I yeah. think that here, um, you know, there's not a gimmick, but I think that the episode is really strong. Uh, yeah. It, it's a really it's a really, um, it's a really good sort of mirror in the same way that the title is. It's a good mirror to the pilot. Uh, in a lot of ways, because Definitely. the pilot didn't really have a gimmick either. No, no, know? no. It was kind of just like, here are these characters, right? And I guess what I what I what I do enjoy so much about this episode, I think it's saying very interesting things about in like eighteen minutes. By the way, uh, about how the responsibility that comes with meaning something to someone, and friendship and what happens when those new friendships come in the way of of what you wanted before like i've completely i i've been both a tim and a daisy in this episode oh yeah i've been like oh this i really care about this person does this person not know how much i care about them and also like oh crap i really care about this person i don't know if i that's scary to me because it can be it, it, it can be weird especially when you're a character like tim that is so much in his own world and about his drawing and his comics and his movies but to be like oh crap i actually have to keep track of how i'm affecting this person <laughs> that i kind of just i don't really think about a lot i don't think i don't think right. tim really thinks about daisy's emotions a lot which is which is why um the uh th this episode and the episode we're going to talk about in a couple of days uh the the season two premiere mm -hmm. uh is and like it they're very similar thematically Yes, um, watching them one after the other was very interesting. Yeah, there it's almost like, you know, it, it's almost like the the series 2 premiere is like a, a direct sequel to this episode. There's like references in this um that kind of get dealt with in the premiere, but not in like a cliffhanger resolution way. And just yeah. uh like they make a passing reference to Daisy wanting to see the Taj Mahal. And then in the next in the next episode, she's like coming back from vacation from seeing the Taj Mahal and and the rest of Asia, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 yeah, and I uh, it during the commentaries there were some very interesting moments where Edgar Wright would in passing refer to spaces as the film instead mm -hmm. of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I, I I don't think that's an accident because. 201 really does have the feel of like the first scene of a sequel. Um, and, and we'll talk about that later, but like, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 and the ending of this, the ending of this episode is very much like what I think the ending of a good film would be like it, mm -hmm. it feels like an ending, but there also is like, Hey, these characters are going to keep going. And yeah. And, and it, it, nothing it feels like everything really ends with an ellipses. Like Brian and Twist's relationship is very much like this is the beginning of something and not the end of something. Right. So yeah, just just a lot a lot to talk. So 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 the episode starts with uh Sarah, Tim's ex-girlfriend, telling Tim that quote she wants to talk. Right. 
and uh and and yeah. daisy just being like i mean she's just gonna she's just gonna mess with you and and she feels like it, it, it's interesting because um what i i like about this uh the way that daisy reacts to it um mm-hmm. and the way that tim reacts to daisy's reaction Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very true to life because it's, it's the characters sort of lying to themselves about what their feelings are, you know, like, like Tim knows that what he's doing is stupid. And so when Daisy points out how stupid the thing he's doing is, he gets really defensive because, you know, he's, he's actually trying to justify it to himself yeah because it's it's scary it's a scary moment it's so hard to 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 dramatize visually like in a movie or a a tv show but Mm -hmm. the moment in your life when you realize that your goals aren't what they used to be can be really scary yeah um and, and and not even like career stuff but realizing that a person means more to you now than an old person is is like oh crap i didn't even like i didn't even you know tim didn't even know daisy six months ago right and even sometimes without even the the audience realizing it they have become so important in one another's lives i mean like we there's this adorable scene where it's just them two sharing a beanbag watching skateboard fails Right. Well, and that and that's the thing, right? It is I think that a lot of people misinterpret this as Daisy having feelings for Tim. Right. Yeah, romantic feelings. Right. But I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case here. I think I think that does necess- I I do think that comes into play in series 2, but I don't think that's what's happening here. I think mm-hmm. what's happening here is that Daisy doesn't have a best friend. He, she, had, she's had Twist, but Twist, who was her best friend prior to the time, show starting, yeah, yeah, prior to the show starting, was not a good friend. She was just the best friend that she had, and now, <laughs> yeah, which is a very human thing, right? And now Tim is her best friend, like a, that's, a real friend, right? And a real friend, and she doesn't want to lose him to this person who hurt him before and yeah and 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 that and that hurts her because she's like but you're gonna like leave and and again this isn't like romantic but like you're gonna you're gonna abandon me for this person who hurt you like yeah yeah that's that's not that's not yeah like what like why why yeah like (laughs) and and i think if you make daisy a male character Mm -hmm. in this scenario I, i don't think the story changes that much no, um, no, I don't think it does at all. Really, you get like you might get like some dumb like, like kind of, and 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 right stuff always avoids this. But you know the kind of like up oh, are they are they gay? You know, like I guess that would kind of right. be the. But yeah, like I again, I have been Daisy and I have been Tim. I have been, hey, don't hurt me. But then also like, oh crap, I I care about you. And even uh, there's a really great moment where even Mike is vaguely aware that 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 this isn't a good idea, but. I think the well, yeah, Mike, really- Mike has his uh, Silent Bob moment where yeah. <laughs> he says something really profound and then uh, like he doesn't talk much in this show. And then he says something really profound and the whole the whole show is just like, huh, isn't that funny? And then just sweeps it under the rug. 
Yeah, no, it, it it's it's great. This is a really good. Uh, so Mike, Mike's subplot. Oh my is, god! Is there's this amazing? So can again, I can I say can I say what please, he did? Please. Okay, yeah, please. because okay, Mike. Prior to the show, so so in this, he's trying to get back into the good graces of like this military club that he wants to be a part of. Um, that's basically like you know the what is that the R R R O ROTC. Uh, yeah, ROTC. Right. I, I think it's like the British equivalent of that. Okay. Um, and cool, 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 cool. Uh, they kicked him out because he stole a tank and tried to invade France through Euro Disney. <laughs> yeah, it was like through, through, uh, through Disneyland, Euro Disney at the time. Like, yeah, D- Disneyland Paris, DJ- Euro Disney at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that his his hearing is one of the best scenes of the season, I think. Oh my god, it's just flawless. I I I'm a little bit in awe of Nick Frost's performance and and really and, and th- we're going to I mean, I think Nick Frost is going to yeah, very much be the Christopher Lloyd of of this of the series. Uh-huh. Um in which we were just constantly like marveling at his his comic abilities, but I love how he refuses to make his characters and and we'll focus on Mike, but I love how Mike isn't, he won't let Mike be just an idiot Mm -hmm. or just like a goofy, like a, a, you know, quote the Joey. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Mike is a, Mike is a emotionally, I don't know. He's just such an interesting dude. And I, Seems like these are so great because you kind of don't know how he's going to react to stuff. Like you don't know if he's going to get back in the army or not. And I, I think you're with, and I, I, I really love that you, you get to see Tim and Mike be just unabashedly in love with one another. Cause I think it makes, you get to see that Tim is capable of being a really good friend. Right. Like he makes, he makes Mike friggin' sandwiches. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll pick you up at five. It's great. It's so um, good. Uh, you also, we also get the introduction of the happy dance. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, Simon, cause Tim is told by Sarah that he's, she's leaving Dwayne, uh, right. Sarah Fenna, what's his character? And then, yeah, he does. And also just, yeah, I remember during Tim's happy dance being like, God, Peg, just, I'm, I'm, I really, I'm a big fan. I tend to be a verbal dude. As a, as, a, as a performer, so I'm always really, I love seeing how someone can just physically get a laugh. And just, yeah, Simon Pegg just dancing is just so, like when he does that little break dance at the end, and it's like kind of good, and you're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Is this the, the, first, the little bit of uh, pop and lock or whatever? Yeah, a little does. pop and lock there. Has Tim danced before yet? Is this the first instance of Simon Pegg dancing that we've had? I, maybe. That's possibly, because I, I just thought of... I just thought of an instance and I was like, no, that's series two. The the happy birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's in that's in series two. So yeah. uh no, I I think that might be the first instance, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But uh speaking of happy dances, I, I guess our, our C plot is um Brian Brian uh is hanging out at, I love the evolution of it's so real how like when you see Brian hanging out with Daisy and Twist without Tim there, uh-huh. it, it kind of feels like an evolution of like, oh, yeah, like when the friend group, they're able to hang out without their central planet, so to speak. Right. Um, right. And it, 
and able to like be in the and, and Brian is in the room and like engaging with them and um but then yeah Je- you mentioned Jessica the- Jessica Stevenson or, Je- or Jessica Hines Day Stevenson is so she's so brilliant like I I don't I don't know I she's just so weird and I just like her the way that she plays Daisy is just so weird and I don't know where these decisions come from of like what she's about to do. Like she has yeah. this, she has this Klingon Batleth. Uh, Clearly which, Tim's that she's just picked up and is playing with. Right. And, and you know, she, she says, uh, you know, I, you know, I think, I think Brian just asked you on a date and Twist is like, ah, no, I don't think so. And he goes, yes, he did. And she's like, no. And then just like puts the battleth to her throat and says, yes, yes he did. And I, yeah. It, and it's just it's, such a weird thing to do. It's. It, it to me, it just I I I assume it has to just be Jessica Hines, Nate Stevenson, just being present, uh. just like because that I mean I love acting like that. You know, like when you watch Kate McKinnon and Ghostbusters, I brought this up before. You're just like, oh, she's making this up as she goes. Uh-huh. She's just so in the moment and so in the character that you know. There's this. This is gonna. I'm I'm about to connect oh, Jessica Hines to Marlon Brando. You just um, you just made me want Jessica Hines in a Ghostbusters uniform. Uh, oh, absolutely, that would be great. Oh um, man. But there there's a scene in um in uh oh frick. Um a streetcar named Desire. I got I got all the okay. names came. There's a scene in Streetcar Named Desire that my 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 a teacher in college showed us all where Marlon Brando is talking to uh to someone and then uh I think it's Stella and then like uh, a a a a puff of cotton from her clothes floats off. You know what I mean? Like like a little bit of bit a bit of floof from her from her clothing. And mm-hmm. Brando, while delivering his lines, notices it and catches it. And and she showed it. Our, our teacher was like, look, he's so in the moment that new stuff can come out at him. And he reacts to it the way you would when you're you know, in real life. You know, you see a little pencil and you you play with it, or you see like a you see a spoon out and you put it in the drawer and the great actors are the ones that are able to make th- make it look like it just happened in the moment. And mm-hmm. when Daisy sticks the Klingon battle axe like up to <laughs> Twist's neck, it feels like two girls who are friends playing with each other. Mm-hmm. And that kind of way where like, where, yeah, they are like goofy and they're doing little voices and the, but it's kind of not kidding because she is really invested in Twist's relationship. And yeah, it, it, <laughs> right. it's, it's it's perfect. I mean, there's no other word for it. Well, and it reminds me of, um, you know, like the best comparison I can think of, uh, especially in today's world, is uh, it just reminds me of two friends who are in the same fandom and yeah. one one believes in a ship and the other one doesn't. Yeah, like it's kind <laughs> of a it's, joke, but then it's not. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where one is just like, oh, look, they're going to, they, they want to make out. And they're like, no, he doesn't. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, even like the little voices, like, I think that's so specific. I mean, if you're, if you're lucky enough, you, you, you've had a couple of daisies in your life. And I think I have had a couple of daisies in my life. And mm-hmm. yeah, just little moments like that are, are, are very, yeah. And, and, and it, and it makes you, I think it's a miracle that we, or at least me, that I love twist as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, even the though, show is- e- even though I think ultimately she's the one character that gets the shortest shift. 
Yeah, and and that's always a hard character to serve, you know, quote, like the superficial girl character that likes clothes and being girl. Like, that's kind of a, that can be a thankless role in, in film a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Katie Carmichael brings so much humanity and humor to twist that like you know and like because she even she does the does a little voice when she has like the the weapon to her throat um, right and yeah i don't know like like i just i love daisy and twist chemistry so much that it almost makes up for how unhealthy their friendship is mm-hmm. um, um yeah i i also uh i love i love the scene of um Daisy and Tim's argument and the sort of like intercutting with the uh, video game, even though like the fighting game is being played and by no one. And <laughs> that's a little confusing. Yeah. It's not the best metaphor the show's given us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I do, but, but it's all worth it for the Daisy Steiner wins. Which is. Just doing that weird thing with her arm. That weird, that yeah, that arm thing. When, the video game character, yeah, yeah. When you take it out of the context of the video game, you're just like, yeah, that is a weird thing for anyone to do with their arm. Why did they program the computer to do that? Mm-hmm. I uh. did really like the um, the Street Fighter characters reacting to Tekken the burns. Tekken, the Tekken, Tekken. character. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's Tekken. Would, Te- it's either it's either Tekken or Virtual Fighter. It's definitely not Street Fighter, which is what I said. Yeah, it's either Tekken or Virtual Fighter. I'm not sure which one it is. I I didn't. I'll be honest. I I haven't played a lot of uh, fighting games. I no. I mostly I played. Either. I think I mostly played Mortal Kombat, uh, and then just yeah. stopped playing because I I realized that people who really love fighting games like really hated when I played them. So I was like, okay, I'll just stop. Um, because that's typically what I do when people don't like the things that I do. I just stop doing them. Uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm one of those dude. People also don't like it when I play fighting games because I'm one of those guys that's somehow able to win. Even though, like, I remember last time, I can't remember what game it was, but my friend looked down. And he was like, I'm mad at you because I can, I can see that you don't know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. I can and, see and, by and the they way get, they get yeah. really angry that you can beat them when you don't know what you're doing and it makes them really angry. And I'm like, look, I don't want to make anybody mad. So I'm just going to stop playing this game now. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like you can see. It's, by the, only, like- it, it's the only game where where the, the goal is to get better, not to win. <laughs> and i don't yeah. understand the logic i'm like, yeah, like it's a you're supposed to win aren't you but not like that you can't just press the square button until my health goes out i'm like but that that works if i was in a real fight that's absolutely what i would do i know uh, yeah anyway it's silly <laughs> holy, holy shit i can just um, video games are so silly <laughs> yes so i don't think has 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 marcia come into the episode yet uh, I was just going to get there because I, I, I had to talk about, I, I want to talk about old lady Daisy. Uh, yes. Boggling. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. So my favorite, I think this is my favorite Marsha Klein entrance of the season mm-hmm. Um, because it's very, so, so through the door you hear like, hello. And like, 
there's only one human in the world <laughs> it could possibly be. But then when she opens the door, Marsha gives another hello. And just the two in a row is just just was so amazing to me. Just the two hellos She's always in a row. amazing. She's, she's always just, amazing. I, this is the I, episode I, like when she co- when she comes in with the with the wine and she's like, "Here, do you want some?" And Daisy's like, "Oh no!" And she covers the glass and then she just pours the wine through Daisy's fingers. Yeah, yeah just so. It's like, no, no, no! You don't you don't have a choice in this because I'm not drinking alone. So yeah, here you so go. many great little. Yeah, we, we're we're gonna talk a lot about. I think I think 107 and 201 are the episodes where I was like, yeah, I I love Twist and Marsha. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. so 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 Marsha sits down and has a talk with Daisy about the the Tim situation and the Sarah situation, and um, then there's a part where Julia's like, "Oh, I hope you never leave." And <laughs> she like, oh my God. yeah, she looks over and sees like like this was is, is that The Shining? Is that what that was? I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the I, I think it is The Shining because I think it's. You've I think it's the here, little boy yeah. is the one that's making that face uh, yeah. and seeing someone in another room. But but yeah, it's just old lady Daisy boggling. Yeah. If you and according to the commentary, um, Daisy, uh, Jessica Hines and A. Stevenson. And I think. I think it was Katie Carmichael or maybe it was one of the crew, but they were off camera dancing with the older actress. Mm-hmm. Like to try and get and and Edgar Wright was saying it was one of like the most uncomfortable things he had to film for the show. I think it was. Uh, I actually think it was Naira because Naira was in the commentary. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we get we get the scene where um, uh, after after Brian and uh, and Twist go on their date to the art exhibit, which all whites. We, yeah, just just all like <laughs> all white canvases not white people although yes, probably yeah, yeah, all yeah, white yeah. people also sure 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 um but uh uh yeah no everything all the canvases are white but they're claiming to be different things and it's mm-hmm. you know it's a whole joke whatever whole- um but regardless of that which i don't i don't know sometimes the um the art jokes don't quite land cuz they feel a little pedestrian to me uh, well yeah and and like i don't know like it's kind of the same joke, which is like, isn't art pretentious? Like, isn't it right. stupid that people take the serious? And I'm like, yeah, you're you're right. Okay, <laughs> and, I get it. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I I get what you mean. Yeah, it can be a little derivative. Yeah. Um. So um, after their date, uh, Twist is about to leave, and Brian suggests that there's another uh there's another exhibit coming, and that they should go to that, and then maybe get something to eat. And uh, Twist Twist is like, yeah, sure. And I just I love that beat where he hears the yes and then gets this disappointed look on his face. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like no, it's just, fine. And then we're like, whoa, yeah. wait, wait, you said yes, and then happy dance. You know, yeah, he does his own version of the happy dance, which is shorter than Tim's because he bumps into someone and then gets a baseball thrown at him. <laughs> oh, Brian, I know. Like I so. So Scott and I watched this not just as as fans of the show, but also as 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 writers that are that are hoping to, you know, to do this professionally. And so one thing that I've that's kind of been on my mind a lot is how to make the 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 straight white male protagonist not skin 
crawlingly obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Because I we so somehow we forgot as a species how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe we're just more aware of how skin crawlingly obnoxious those characters can be. I think it's um, a combination of the two, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like when I look at a character like Brian, who is, you know, I, I, there, there, there was a really great moment in the Tarantino. Okay, was Tarantino the commentary for this one? Mm, no. Pat it was Patton Oswalt. Oswalt. It was yeah. Patton Oswalt, then Tarantino. Cool. I watched these in a row. Um, but there was a great moment where uh, they were talking about uh, with, with, with Patton Oswalt about um oh god damn it i completely forgot but okay so i'm gonna go back to my original point then which is like how do we make these characters uh likable oh i remember that because they were saying how you 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 knew people like brian in real life and it was always like you're such this you know you're this very pretentious person but it is like a costume and Mm -hmm. it was like how do you make this you know like how are you surviving like how are you living and the normally the answer was that they are not nearly as in dire straits as they appear to be Right. They probably do have like a parent that's still paying their way or or a trust fund or whatnot. And how do you make a character like that endearing or how do you root for a character like that or a character like Tim? And I think the answer is you just have to throw baseballs at their head. (laughs) Like you, you, you have to throw the rug out from (laughs) under them constantly. Right. You you basically have to just continuously put them in their place. Yeah, because and, like you when, and when, show when, the yeah. audience that they are willing to dig themselves out of that. Or yeah, yeah, I like uh, like like show the audience that they're not too good to be put in their place. You know? Yes. Yeah. The way that like some like a lot of other protagonists like that like aren't right. It's like how, where, it's where like how you Vin, get yeah. you get hit by a baseball or you get pushed in the mud. And the character is like, right. I yeah. get what you're saying, and I'll stop doing that now. <laughs> you yeah, know? In- yeah. Instead of yeah. Um, and and you do like when Brian asks Twist out, and she says yes. You feel like that that happiness is like how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. and just I don't know, and I kind of like how I I I like Twist and Brian together as a couple for you know show purposes i don't know i i like how i like how brian doesn't write twist off i like how right. he sees beyond the kind of like shoes high you know high high register voice pink and and instead sees like oh she she also knows who that artist is right and there's this really actually i'm just not thinking about it but there's a scene where twist recognizes the artist not by his work but like oh yeah he's the guy that i saw wearing like that weird shirt and that could have been a moment where Brian would be like, oh, so you just like him for for this reason. But I, I liked how the character saw it more important that she knew who the artist was. Mm-hmm. Well, and also and it, guys like Brian would typically if if Twist was like, oh, are you talking about this person? They'd be like, oh, what do you know about this person? Do you know this, yeah, this name, and this? And then suddenly it turns into like a test of like impress me. But mm-hmm. only impress me to a certain level, because if you come off sounding smarter than me, then I don't want to talk to you anymore. Because um, like, I have to be the best at liking this thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel threatened at all. Um, but yeah. like Brian just isn't like that. Like he 
he is so excited that she knows what he's talking about that that's all that matters. Yeah, and, and, and it kind of brings us back to what we were talking about earlier, where I think the secret sauce to making Brian work is he wants to connect to people really badly. He's just bad at it. Yeah. Like, and, he doesn't and again, want to be alone in his room. It's, it's, you know, it's everybody is genuine in this. Like yes. There's, yeah. there's no, no character in this show is disingenuous. Like every single character is extremely genuine. That's why when that's the difference, right? Between Brian and Volva is that Volva you can tell is just putting a show on like, yeah, she doesn't believe any of the bullshit she's saying. Mm-hmm. But Brian believes all of this art stuff. And even yeah. even Volva, he's like, oh, my God, it's so brilliant. And that's why Volva kept him around is because he was probably one of the first people to see the yeah, yeah, the the, the, see the value in the bullshit she was doing. Yeah, uh, like there, there is something about uh you know, when, when when Brian and Twister at the museum and he's like, oh, it's just so oh, it's also and then Twister's like same same Z. Yeah, right. And it's like and but, he's like, and yes. he's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't like, no, you don't get it right. He's like he takes every everything as equal worth to him. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so great. No, he's he's an awesome character. All of these characters are great. I mean, that's. That's the whole, that's the whole thing, right? It's just just like these characters, they like what they like and they feel what they feel and they don't really make any apologies for it. And they accept everyone around them for the way that they act and feel. And it's just, everyone just is. And I I really like that about this Mm -hmm. show. I mean, that's really all, that's, that's really all we're really looking for as humans is just to meet like a handful of other people that are like, I accept you 100% as you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that may be, you know, to, to bring up secret sauce weirdly for the third time in one episode. Um, I, I think, you know, for a show that only lasted like 13 episodes, I, the characters are the reasons we come back to it. Mm-hmm. Cause we just, you know, we love Marsha Klein and Daisy and Con- mm-hmm. Oh, there's a, so, so, so wrapping up the episode, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Jessica goes to meet Daisy goes to meet Tim at a at a pub mm-hmm. um and takes Colin out for a walk. Yeah, he comes to the and pub with him. It that was great. The 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 shot of Colin like scurrying out of the door oh, of so the good. apartment. So good. So good. And then and then Colin like as Tim and Daisy are dancing Colin's just like sitting on the table watching. <laughs> yeah, it's just so yeah, cute. Just, it's so great. Colin, Colin was a very good boy this episode, <laughs> and um, and Ava was a very good girl. Yes. Um, oh, but, and uh, and yeah. Oh, go on, go on. Oh no, I was gonna say um, the the and then of course um, the whole thing with uh, with Tim just like realizing that he doesn't really like Sarah anymore. You know? Yeah. Like just just like realizing like oh I don't. I don't, I don't like this. Like, she's not supportive. She's nothing like Daisy. Like, I'm not even in a relationship with Daisy. And I have more of an affinity for her than I do with this woman. Like, I just got, I just got comfortable and I just got used to having her around. And now that I'm used to not having her around, I don't really care anymore. 
Uh, and I can't even tell you how many times that's happened to me. I mean, literally every every time you break up with someone, that's how you feel. Like you you're not actually sad about losing that person. You're more just sad that your life as you know it has completely turned upside down. But yeah, eventually and, and, and you get used to that and then you accept the new status quo and then you don't really want to go back to the yeah. old status quo. So, yeah. And then you dance about it. And then you dance about it. Well, it's yeah, good. And, and, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just like the, the, I guess the arc of the season is just how Tim and Daisy, but I guess Tim has to learn it longer. Kind of, they, without even accidentally, they kind of do create like a family unit around themselves. Yeah. Well, there's there's a line uh, in that last scene that I wanted to uh, really point out because I think I think it sums up the whole at least series one, maybe the entire show. I mean, we'll see on the other end of uh, series two. Um, but Tim says, "Life just isn't like the movies, is it?" Mm-hmm. And that just feels like that's what this whole show is. Like that's what all the the references, like all the visual references to movies and things and like the way that these characters think and feel in references is basically in direct juxtaposition to like what their lives are actually like. And that's what the show has always been about is these characters striving to be characters in a movie or a TV show but not being that and learning that that's okay. Yeah, realizing that real life is never going to fit the the three act structure of mm-hmm. of of storytelling. Right. And wanting that or expecting that can lead to a, a lot of unhappiness. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just I I loved that. I thought that was a I was I thought that was a brilliant line. Um yeah. And uh Jessica and Simon did a did a really good job, I think, summing up this this first season and the story of these characters. They did yeah. uh, they did a really great job. I you know it's it's funny because I know we're never gonna get a third series of space, but I I would love to see a spiritual successor to spaced, whether that's in a movie form or whatever, and and maybe not even necessarily Edgar Wright directing it, just just putting Jessica and Simon together on a script again, uh, you know, maybe yeah, something, would... something, something more akin to like, you know, like a Paul level of movie where it's like, it, it, it exists and, it, but it's not like, you know, something that brings a lot of attention to itself. It's just kind of there and, and whatever. But I, I just, I, I would really love to see them work together again on something about, the world that they're in the you know the 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 way they the place where they are in their life now yeah know? like do they have kids do they have partners you know yeah like, not not again not a spaced thing just another yeah. a, just a something else that's in this sort of storytelling style but not necessarily space just something well, well, sort of that like they a, work a hot, together yeah like like the hot like hot fuzz's relationship with Shaun of the dead yeah right yeah exactly so um, yeah, I, I just, I love that. I, I, I would love, and I honestly, I would just love Edgar Wright and, and Jessica to work together again. Uh, because, uh, you know, he definitely needs more female voices in his world. Um, yeah. And, and that's kind of, I'm, I'm so excited to, to talk about the Cornetto trilogy, of course. I mean, yeah. it's the name of the show, but it is worth noting that 
there is there are flavors to this Cornetto that aren't in the other three. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, characters like Twist really aren't in the Cornetto trilogy. Characters like right. Daisy really don't have room. And I mean, that right. literally Jessica Hines is in Shaun of the Dead, but it's it's. You know, it, it, it going forward, it is very much through the lens of a young man growing up in the world. Right. Like, you know, young man loses girlfriend, young man gets best friend, young man has to become an adult and right. stop being an alcoholic. And you, you do lose little flavors like that that are and, 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 and that just comes from collaboration. I mean, you know, but um, it is worth noting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I think that wraps up, uh, one Oh seven. And, uh, I think we're going to be back to talk about two Oh one. In the meantime, if you're on Facebook, uh, join us, uh, the Cornetto minute listeners pub on Facebook. Uh, it's a, we keep it as a private group, but you can, you can, uh, you know, ask to be a member and, uh, we'll let you in if you don't look like your spam. Uh, so sure. don't look like spam, uh, and we'll, we'll let you in the group and you can hang out with us and talk about Edgar Wright and talk about space and talk about the Cornetto trilogy and all that stuff. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, uh, and you're on Facebook, make sure that you check that out and, uh, we'll be back with uh, 201. Bye. 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 Is you is, or is you ain't my baby. Baby, babies, find somebody new Or is my baby still my baby true?